Hello and welcome to another game podcast. Uh, it's episode seventy-six, and I'm Tom Hatfield. With me, I've got Jordan Eric Weber. Hello. And Helen Gould. Is it Gould? Is that how you pronounce your name? Yes, that is how you pronounce my yes. name. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hi. I should have checked before I started recording. Really. <laughs> um, much like one of our previous podcasts, we're talking with someone who was just talking. At, we're uh, recording it not long after Video Brains with someone who was just talking there. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun talk. Yeah. Hopefully your talk will be online by the time we publish this, although I'm not sure it is yet. I don't think it is. I think I'd know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was super good. <laughs> and I'm sorry I'm for always... railing it with dirty jokes. <laughs> oh, okay. That, I, I did start thing. that. <laughs> I'm so was, sorry. I think that was Christos. That's Christos. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, blame him. Oh, God. Uh, just, um, I have a problem with overly analysing everything I say, and so now I'm like, oh, God, is someone going to be like, why are you against sex with cars or something? But we'll, we'll have to wait until the video comes out for people to understand. <laughs> oh, dear. And if anyone's still listening to this podcast, I'm impressed <laughs> after, <laughs> after that reveal. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I was I, it was one of the ones where I, I slowed down enough to read my own notes. So I think that's why it went so well. Mm. It was really good for those. Um, obviously, those who weren't there at Video Brains will be quite confused right now. Helen did oh. a talk about. Um, because the theme, because it was February, you know, the month of my birthday is apparently also the month of love because of Valentine's Day. It was all romance themed. So Helen did this talk about um, like characters that you can romance. So NPCs in Bioware games specifically, um, which I presume is why Tom wanted to talk to you on the podcast, because he goes <laughs> on and on about Bioware games. They're so right. necessarily that. No, there are loads about. of really interesting people there who I, I would like to invite on the podcast, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not so but you were the special, first. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just it was basically about um Well the thing is, as soon as Jake told me, okay, the theme is romance, I was like Garrus, I have to talk about Garrus <laughs> right now. So um, <laughs> the way you talk about him, I mean, I know someone else <laughs> earlier in the evening did a talk about wedding. <laughs> <laughs> if we were on video right now, I'd show you because I'm in my bedroom, I'd show you the poster above my bed. <laughs> you have a poster above your bed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> I, 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 Tom and I have like an ongoing joke about how he's jealous. I don't think he actually is because he's you know like a normal person. Um, well, I mean, that's your, is, uh, for the people listening at home. That's your partner, Tom, not me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Different Tom. But the thing is, no matter how much you might love Garrus, he can't ever actually come and sleep with you. So yeah. Tom knows that he's safe. Yeah, he does. He does. He's extremely safe. <laughs> Even though you do, you from the way you talk about Garrus, it does sound like you genuinely have strong feelings for him. I have, I have very, I, um, yes, I can't, I can't really say anything more than yes. Very <laughs> strong feelings about Garrus. He just, um, part of it's just the voice acting. I was quite disappointed when I heard the voice actor's actual voice because they put like loads of reverberation and stuff on it when he's Garrus. Oh no. No, there's something about like an echoey deep voice that I like and and scarred tall men. Oh, um, there really is something about deep voices, isn't there? I went to the London a cappella festival last month and the basses, oh boy, they like they make something happen to you when they sing. Your body <laughs> yeah. reacts. 
It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. It definitely does. Good. But oh. it is also a thing about, like, okay, so when I, I, I was going through like a list of all the fictional characters that I find exceptionally attractive, and they've all got really tragic backstories <laughs> and deep voices. Um, so that's your that's your type. Yeah. Pe- well, it's worrying I, when you I, go back. I, like I talked about this on a previous one, it's worrying when you go back and you realise that there's kind of a type there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have uh, no, I have no qualms about it. I know that I like blondes. I like posh blondes, and I always have. It's it's just and you my cannot thing. lie. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> like I can't, lie, you cannot no. lie. I can't <laughs> lie. You know, try as I might to go mm. for something other than that, it just I just keep coming back to it. Uh, the best thing is that it doesn't actually impact on who I date in real life. Oh, that must be handy. Yeah, I mean, Tom is basically the opposite of everything. My Tom, that is. He's just completely stable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, he sounds so boring. <laughs> no no one burned down his village at all. It's, uh... <laughs> no, not at all. No baggage, just football. <laughs> Ooh, football happened today, didn't it? Yes. This is yes. me, Tom. Something football, Man City, <laughs> lost. Uh, Man City versus Liverpool. Yeah. Information that I've garnered from Twitter. <laughs> and I, don't, I don't even see this anymore. This is the way people complain on Twitter. People who you know hate sports on Twitter complain about seeing loads of football tweets, and I, who actually quite like it, never see any. I don't know who they're following. Oh. <laughs> uh. um, Anyway, yeah, um, I only realised there was a match on because I got I just I just come back from Grimsby, so there were everybody was on the train, just everybody on trains in tubes, King's Cross, Liverpool Street flooded. Uh, oh dear! Oh, and there was yeah. there was a there was rugby, ooh, right? Ooh. Rugby happened. England lost to Ireland. Rugby. Oh, I, I did really hear know. that. <laughs> this is me expanding my interests. Mm. And I'm done. That's all the sport we have for this week. Tune so, in next time. <laughs> <laughs> so I was also going to say, I've, I've been meaning to invite you on Helen ever since I saw your Nine Worlds talk last year. Oh, of course you were well. there. Yes, I was. Oh. Oh. Okay, cool. What's your Nine Worlds talk about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the Nine Worlds talk was about um, creating your own characters in, um, well, in any game where you can create your own character and how being able to create a character that looks like me, um, who, because there's no video, I'm, I'm a black woman. Um, it's, it's quite powerful for me because I never get to see myself being, you know, a spaceship commander or the hero who saves the day. Um, and so I was talking about how, well, A, how and why that's important and B, how it could still be improved. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. you mentioned in your video brains talk that because you quite often can't find hair that is like your hair, you go for a bald character, yeah. <laughs> which is quite the statement. You kind of just go all the way out there. I do. I have recurring dreams about shaving my head, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that has something to do with it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, was gonna say, I don't know if that's anything that's gotten particularly better over time. I mean, I do remember some really old games that were absolutely dreadful, like... Uh, Deus Ex was literally just a skin tone change. Um, <laughs> that was it. Just, just a, just a different color. Um, See, in some ways, that's a, that. Like for some people, that's going to be fine because uh, you know, black women we do all kinds of stuff to our hair. Lots of people straighten it. Lots of people get weaves and stuff. 
Um, but I tend to stick to either braids or my natural hair, and that um, is not something that's available like at all. Like you can get scales and fur, but you can't get you can't get my hair, um, which seems well, pretty ridiculous. Get, um, yeah, you can get Elvish braids, but that's not quite the same thing mm. at all. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know if that's up on the internet or anything. The Nine Worlds talks. I can't remember if they were filmed or not. Oh, the Nine Worlds talks. I don't think they were. They said they were going to be because they told me I couldn't swear. <laughs> uh, but I haven't seen them. By the way, you can swear on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it, swearing is a very big part mm. of my vocabulary that I've just been with my mum for the weekend. So yeah. it's quite easy to not. It's just instinct not to swear around my mum now. Yeah, it was, it's yeah. quite interesting, actually, because I, I remember at the time they basically packaged three 10 minute talks into one half hour session. Mm. So I can't remember which one you was it. Um, was it also the Anti Simulator Games talk that was uh, on at the same time as yours? Yes, about pop stuff. Mm. Oh, that was so good. And there was another one. What was the other one? I think that it was... might have been Ben Meredith, but I can't remember what he was talking about. It was Ben, and I can't remember what he was talking about either, which is a shame because I really like. <laughs> that feels really bad now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was something very interesting though, because I remember mm. loving both of those talks. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, usually I give some people some weird, silly questions to talk about. We just talked about video brains instead. So, <laughs> uh, and again, if you're interested in visiting video brains, there are a couple of event brights up, and I don't think all of them have sold out yet. But they are selling out really quickly nowadays. Ah, oh, so quickly. Yeah. Um, one in Nottingham and one in London in June, one in Nottingham, one in um, uh, London in March. Um. <laughs> Ooh, I'm talking at the one in, not in Nottingham, the all-day one that's happening. Is that oh. the one in June? June, I think it is. Yes, I'm talking at that one. I oh, think I'm allowed what, to say that. That might be what I'm thinking of then. And the, I think there is one in Nottingham after that. Ah, I'm just getting too confused. Potentially in July. I always mix up those months. Do you know why? <laughs> because they're essentially the same thing. It's like the same letter, same number of letters, and they both start with Jew. <laughs> so... <thank you. laughs> I was trying to think of something. I was going to make a funny joke there, but I couldn't think of anything that started with Jews. Well, oh, no, uh, you are something right. about Moses. The one you are in, uh, to get this right, is on uh, June twentieth in London. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's the one that's on a Saturday. Most of the time, it's on a Monday night, which is obviously quite awkward for people who, are, who live outside London. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you talking about, Jordan? Um, I'm not sure if I. Um, oh. I'll say, but it's uh, going to be great. If you like, you can oh, yeah. say it and then ask Jake, and if he says no, then I can delete it. <laughs> <laughs> Just beep. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about beep. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, uh, uh, and Jenny, who was recently on this podcast, is going to be talking there as well. But anyway, on to more traditional podcast topics, I guess. So... Um, uh, Helen, usually we uh, we don't really go for a lot of structure in this podcast. We tried to the first couple of times, and it was just a disaster. So okay. generally, I just ask people what they've been playing recently, and then we go off on wild tangents. So as the guest, I'll ask you first, what have you been playing lately? Um, I actually just went back to Minecraft, because mm. um, I want some routine in my life. <laughs> and, um, I'm, I'm on, a, on a quest to find a good place to build my skyscraper. Mm. Um, and I've taken all my dogs with me. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I stopped. I stopped playing Minecraft about when they added the dogs, but they were adorable. Oh, oh 
I'm playing it with my best friend and so I don't like pets or generally mm. any animals apart from like I like cephalopods you know like squids and octopuses octopi mm. they're my favourite animals in real animals. life or in games oh no in real life so okay. but my best friend she's a dog person so we're playing Minecraft together and she's got like five of the things <laughs> just sat outside our house and they're really annoying they're super useful though because you can just tell them to guard an area and, they uh... just sit there <laughs> but that's cute um, I feel so responsible that I did accidentally kill one mm-hmm. um, because there were zombies everywhere and they were getting in the way um, because that's what the dogs do. But I saw I saw rabbits as well for the first time and I saw horses. Um, I'm also kind of on a quest to find a village because I've never I've never actually met any testificates, um, which I'm told is actually quite rare. The but, villages. Yeah, I've never come across one ever. Oh, we did. There was one like right behind where we first spawned, and it's got like a load of Squidward-looking people walking around in it. <laughs> yeah, huge nose. <laughs> yeah, and you can trade stuff with them, I think. Yeah. Um, I was also looking into this. Um, well, it's quite an old game now, but it's Limbo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the black and white. Yeah, it is so it is so beautiful, even though it's two D and only in black and white. Mm. I assume with silhouettes. I'm just um. I'm, um, right now, I'm just watching my friend play it because mm. I tend to really hate puzzle games. But and not recommended for anyone who's afraid of spiders. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're huge. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but it's okay because you kind of you like pull all the legs off it, so that's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not. I, I don't have like arachnophobia. I don't know if that's better or worse for people who are actually afraid of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> um. It just, it kind of made my hands all itchy. That's all. <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, I don't know, you've been playing a bunch of Minecraft as well, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done for a few days, but yeah, me and my best friend have been playing like she'll just come over after work and we'll just sit there and like sometimes we won't even like we'll chat and then sometimes we'll go silent for like 10 minutes and we're just both there mining in our separate (laughs) minds and then we'll stop and we'll be like are we really sad but you know what else would we be doing we'll be watching like what do normal people do soap operas that's what i normally (laughs) that's my my normal go-to when i'm Mm. when i'm defending games to you know normal people (laughs) it's better than a soap opera is what i'll say it is I yeah, love, no, I love Minecraft. I think the multiplayer aspect is just just like a genius move, mm. really. Because um, when I play with my friends, it just we did a survival island adventure mod, and we both we basically accidentally killed each other. <laughs> I, I made the mistake of going to the loo, and my friend who was round picked up my controller and didn't have a clue what he was doing, so like attacked. Kaz's dog and the dog then attacked me oh, and I died and then he blew up our house and oh. he's not allowed to touch my things anymore <laughs> yeah I, d- I don't blame you I would not be happy if there was a creeper incident on my watch <laughs> yeah no I, I think I remember way back when we were playing around with this we tried to do the same thing as well we tried to set up a, a server for the flat where the three of us were living so that everyone could like pop in at their own times or whatever, and so you come, you log onto it one day and find out that someone else had renovated the house whilst you've been away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that aspect as well. Um, one time I invited my friend into my own world, like because he was, um, I think I was around at his, 
And he decided to try and kill himself in all the inventive ways he could. He's like, oh, look, there's some lava. I'm going to jump in it. Oh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you and then just let your dogs maul me to death. <laughs> then he was just like chasing me around, trying to goad me into it. Uh, I don't know. It's just extra fun when you can literally play with your friends on such a huge sandbox world. We made a jam pyramid too. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Though, so there's so, so many different kind of approaches to it because... Especially like there's people who who hang out on giant combined servers where like any of the survival aspect that's almost entirely gone, but it's all about building ridiculously huge collaborative things. <laughs> oh. There was an yeah. amazing thing when there was an amazing thing we did about when I was working at um, PC Gamer where they uh, the PC Gamer Minecraft server is amazing and full of incredible constructions, um, and they came up with a program that would output it into this kind of um, into this lovely like map. And then they made that the cover of the magazine. Oh, that's really cool. Gosh. Yeah, that's uh, but I can't even, I can't even like understand half of what Minecraft is now. It's so big. There's so <laughs> many people playing so many different games inside that. Yeah, <laughs> and all the different versions are like slightly different because I was playing. Um, so my friend and I have been playing on the PlayStation one and I'm used to playing the iPad one with my family. And obviously the PlayStation one has like on the iPad one, there's like, I think you can get to the bottom of the world and then you just can't dig down anymore. But in the console one, you can, and there's like lava underneath it. And there's, and some of the worlds are infinite and some of them aren't. And some of them have villages and some of them don't, I think. And like, there are just some features that are exclusive to particular versions. So you have to be aware of that as well. There's so many mods you can get as well. So, um, and like just so many different things people have just been like sort of pissing about with. So there's that one where you can build really, really complicated things. So you've got like copper and, um, I can't think of any other things that are useful for machinery, but basically it's just, um, being able to make huge contraptions to build a factory or something like that. And I think there's one way you can like try and get to the moon, and you have to build a rocket ship. Oh, like in Kerbal, <laughs> which yeah. we talked about on the last episode. That's I true. think <laughs> I haven't. I, I actually haven't listened to this podcast before, and I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. I think that's true of most of our guests. Yeah, most of all the people in the world, most of them have not listened to our podcast. Statistically, zero percent of the world. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. Don't worry. You're in the majority. Mm. And that's probably true of all podcasts except maybe Serial. Um, yeah, no. Um, I haven't listened to Serial either. Yeah, it's fascinating because um, I remember um, I remember someone doing an interview with one of the people who make these like Minecraft adventure maps, and it's like this is a whole thing I do not understand at all. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really fascinating. What have you yeah. been playing recently, Jordan? Ooh, good question. Let me think. What have I been playing? I've been playing quite a lot, actually. For The Observer, I've been playing The Order, 1886. Ah. Um, Evolve. Um, what is your favourite joke that people made, uh, a pun that people made about The Order when it came out? Did people make puns? I must Lots. have missed this completely. Mine was um, Don't Pre-Order 1986. Oh, very good, very good. My, I think my favourite was Matt Lees, who said, The Order 1986? I don't even know a 1986. 1886, even. 1886. <laughs> 1986 would be a very different game. It would be. It would be. It just, I mean, playing that game just made me want to watch the Sweeney Todd movie. You know, the one with um, with all the famous people in, Johnny Depp and yeah. Al Rickman yeah. and various people. Mm. 
Um, but I've also been playing Scream Ride, and uh, which is oh, yeah. not as fun as it sounds. That's uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon in the future, basically, isn't it? Well, kind of. We can talk about that if you'd like, but let me finish listing what I've been sure. playing because it's been a busy week. Um, I've also uh, I've been played a bit of The Escapists and I have played Republique Remastered, which is the PC version of the first three episodes of what will be a five part game, Republique, which is also already available on iPad, made f- by Camouflage. Yeah. It's one of the first like big Kickstarter successes, wasn't it, Republic? I think so, yeah. It's really funny because um there are people there are characters in the game that so Republic, um, for those who don't know, you it, the, the main character in the story is a girl called Hope. But you play as a, like an observer. You watch her through CCTV cameras, which sounds incredibly creepy, but you're actually helping her. You're like a hacker and you open doors for her and things and you go you can move the cameras and go between different cameras and like um to see round corners and stuff and see if there are if there are guards and she's trying to escape from this dystopian i don't know it's it's basically like a big manor house but um the idea is that it's called the metamorphosis and there are all these young people who are being kept there and kind of brainwashed um i think the idea is and there are guards in it called prisrat i don't know if that's an actual word but um they are some of them are named after kickstarter backers so like you um one of the things that you can do because the the idea is obviously in this dystopian future every you know there's all computer information about everyone you know the cameras it's very watchdogs but mm. if watchdogs was good um like the cameras can get <laughs> the cameras can get information about people by like facial recognition or whatever i guess so you can click on a little thing um and read like a bio of all the guards and it has like a name a little tag that says kickstarter backer um and then it's got like information about like crimes they've committed and illnesses that they have and stuff. And you can tell that the Kickstarter backers themselves have given this information over because some of them are just ridiculous. Like one of them, one of them had nomophobia, N-O-M-O phobia. And I was like, I've never heard of that. So I Googled it. And apparently it's fear of not having cell phone reception. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Someone's obviously, someone's obviously made this up. I think, and, um, like, I was going to say, I think Prison Architect does something similar to this. So I remember people posting yeah. screenshots of themselves like, I think uh, Steve Hogarty is in there for being in prison for the crime of doing rad skateboard tricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically that kind of thing. It's like, you know, um, like all of their crimes are quite similar because they're all video game things like Grand Theft Auto and like and possession of a lot of them are possession of drugs, you know, and that kind of strikes me as something that a gamer might think was was quite a funny thing to put as their previous uh, criminal record or whatever. Do you think it's going to be a bit weird when people replay these games in 10 years' time and there's like, <laughs> there's um, either random Kickstarter backers or internet celebrities from 10 years ago just, yeah. <laughs> just knocking around in the game? I guess, though, it saves you from having to make stuff up, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, yeah. there's, no, there's no reason why, really, they need all of the guards to have names and backstories, but it does make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it could be a They're surprise if you didn't see it coming, like... Um, I know in FTL there's like uh, notches in there, and I think Nick Brecken is in there as well. And I had no idea of this until I found them. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't even know they did the name anything. Yeah, I think it might be a nice, nice Easter egg to come across. <laughs> but then ten years in the future, who knows what will happen? Maybe we'll, you know, there'll be a desolate wasteland where London was. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> well, I in hope that case, that too, what does but... anything matter? 
Unless you're talking about Fallout 4. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on. I interrupted you there. Uh, I think that I think that's my list. Mm -hmm. There might be more. No, I think that's probably it for now. Any in particular that you are particularly interested in hearing about? Can you tell me more about Evolve? Because I've only seen the adverts for it, but it looks really, really cool. Uh, it is. It's a really cool idea. Now, I haven't, so I haven't actually played any of the online multiplayer yet. I've just been playing, like, I did the tutorials and then I did a few kind of campaign-y type things. It's really, well, I'm bad at it, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> it probably isn't a difficult game, although I was talking to a friend of mine and he said it's quite complicated to get your head around. I guess because it's, it's different from multiplayer games that have come before. It's not just a standard online shooter. Um, for those who don't know, you play, it's, um, four hunters versus one monster, and you can play as either one of the hunters or the monster. And it's called Evolve because the monster goes through three stages of evolution. And the point when you're the monster is to stay out of the way of the hunters when you're in your first stage because you're more easily killed and do things like, um, kill wildlife because it's on these alien planets. Um, so kill wildlife and eat it to kind of level up. Um, and then you can evolve into your kind of stronger form and then you can go after the hunters and more easily dispose of them. Um, but there are different modes, um, that make it feel more like a standard shooter. So there's like, there's one where there are eggs that you as the monster have to protect and you as the hunters have to destroy. And it's kind of capture the flag esque, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it is, it is recognizable in some ways, but in other ways, it's just, it's just not at all. Like as the monster, you're huge especially when you've evolved to the final form and you can move around the environment. You know, you can just clamber up really, really tall rock structures and stuff. So the environments are quite different from what they would be in a, in a standard kind of military shooter. Um, and all of the hunters have got, have got different abilities as well. There's an assault. Um, so that's the standard kind of assault rifle guy. And then there's medic, um, which is a, a lady called Val, um, well, I think it's quite cool. There are four of them and two of them are women and two of them are men. So that's pretty cool. Um, so there's this medic lady, uh, who also has a tranquilizer dart for the monster that slows him down. And there's a support guy who has like a shield and stuff. And although, then, sorry. I was going to say, although I will say, you know, pro tip when you're designing a bunch of different characters and classes and some of them are male and some of them are female, just for once I would like to be, I would like to see the medic class not be a woman. Yeah, they do. That does tend to happen, doesn't it? I noticed that at E3, I think, last year when they were showing games. It was like any time there was a female player or a female character, they tended to be the the kind of medic class. Mm. Like I think when they were showing Plants vs. Zombies, they had the female player was playing as the kind of support medic type as opposed to the assault type. Um, but it's just nurturing, you see. (laughs) Yeah. I was just remembering this because I've just been playing Darkest Dungeons in which the main, the main priest healing class is a woman. So it's fairly good at spreading them out between uh, loads of everything else out between genders. Yeah, but they still have, I guess, yeah, it's true. The assault is still a guy and the medic is still a... And the, the second female character is the trapper mm. who um, she has like a harpoon type thing and she can put up a big a big dome so that the monster has to stay within a confined area so that you can more easily kind of track it down and stuff. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's just, I'm finding it quite difficult and no matter which one I'm playing at, I playing as I always lose. I think I've won one round out of 10. Did you ever play the old, uh, aliens versus predator games? I didn't. When did they come out, Tom? It was quite a while ago. 
This is 90s stuff, I think, late 90s maybe. Um, But the the thing you were talking about um, with the monster running and hiding reminded me a lot of that because there was, you could put it on a multiplayer mode where if you were playing as an alien, you start as a facehugger and you have to actually find like uh, an enemy and facehugger them in order to spawn. Uh, Then uh, then you chest burst out of them, then you run and hide Uh, for a bit and eventually turn into a full alien. Wow. That sounds it like was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one. This this is like not even. This is basically it's not even a game. But when the BBC did this series about a little dinosaur called, um, it was called Al for Allosaurus. Oh, <laughs> cute game with it, and you had to survive as a baby Allosaurus and try and grow into adulthood, and that was really difficult too. That was just what came to mind because I got really addicted to that when I was like ten. Mm. <laughs> I was like, God damn it! I keep getting eaten by everything. But yeah. that's sorry. The premise of Evolve seems really interesting. I just, I, I just don't know if it's pulled it off properly. And I know a lot of people are annoyed about DLC and stuff. I haven't actually looked into that. Mm. Oh dear. Mm. I haven't heard anything about the DLC. Is it like extra, like characters or? I can't remember. Um. I no, I just I just saw people were annoyed about it, and I I thought eh, I can't be bothered to look it up. <laughs> exactly what it is this time around? I think it's just a lot of different stuff that's launching with the game, and is un- uh, and is unlocked with real money or something. I'm, oh, I've no idea. Oh, that sucks. Co- and that's weird because none of it's that's weird because none of it's like popped up, or maybe I've just completely blanked it from my mind. But I, it's not the kind of game that I turned on and it was like, oh, would you like to buy so and so? The worst yeah. one of those is probably still Dragon Age's guy in your camp who sells you stuff. Oh really? Oh, there's oh, in, and in The Sims as well. Mm. Maybe it's an EA thing. In it's... The Sims, um, there are like items. So uh, it, in The Sims Three, at least, I'm not sure if it does it in The Sims Four. But you'll be making your person, and it will have a hairstyle that you'll be like, oh, that hairstyle is cool. And then you'll click on it, and it'll be like, yeah, you have to purchase this. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I think, um, I think it's just the first Dragon Age that uh, did this, and then, then they realised it was a terrible idea afterwards. But there's like a guy who hangs around and offers you a quest and then about halfway through his dialogue you realise that it's DLC and you have to pay for it. Oh, that's But he's sucks. in the game even if you haven't bought it. That's <laughs> awful. Why would yeah. he even be in there if you haven't got the DLC anyway? <laughs> to sell it. <laughs> as far as oh. that concerned. And then yeah, no one liked it and they haven't done it since. Which is good, good. at least. <laughs> no, I do get the impression that lots of people just hate EA in general. Because mm. they just, they're just too corporate-y. It's the worst company in America two years in a row. Three years in a row? Yeah. <laughs> two years, I think. There's someone else finally won. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. They were beating out, like, Bank of America for that. Yeah, wow. but they do, They, I think we talked about this in the last episode, they do well for their employees like working there. They do well for, like, LGBT and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. So, yeah, what if you, I guess, uh, what, what have you thought about the order, Jordan? It's... The order. Um, I knew I didn't want to carry on playing it pretty much as soon as I turned it on, <laughs> which I'm now going to refer to as Watchdog syndrome because that's what happened with Watchdogs. I turned it on and the guy started talking in his gravelly voice, and I was like, "Oh God, I really want to turn this off again." Well, at least there's not as far to go with the order. Huh? At least there's not as far to go with the order. No, no. Although it took me longer than five hours, I think potentially because I kept pausing and going on Twitter because I was bored. <laughs> It's just very, um, 
I don't know. I kind of felt, I don't know if anyone else has said this, but it felt a lot to me like a Call of Duty campaign, you know, like hmm. the single player mode in Call of Duty, because you do a lot of following people and doing exactly what you're told and then having brief moments where you've got a little bit of freedom and then, you know, to shoot people, which is all that matters, really. And then you have to carry on, you know, following the person walking down the linear corridor and looking at the pretty environments and things. So it did feel a lot like a Call of Duty campaign to me. It's, I mean, it was okay. Like, I would rather play that than a Call of Duty campaign if I had to pick one of the two, because at least it was in a slightly different world. I mean, the the, the story was a bit was a bit ridiculous you know it's all this like the order which i only figured out like halfway through the game is like the knights of the round table despite mm. the fact that they all call themselves knights Wait, you didn't i didn't know, i didn't get it right there's a rat so they all call each other Aren't they all named after arthurian knights? they talk yeah they talk about how king arthur started it they've all got the names of arthurian knights and they've got a fucking round table right and then it was only halfway through that i was like oh oh those knights right now i get it yeah so i didn't i didn't realize until halfway through the game because i'm an idiot and i think i just i just wasn't paying attention to the story because it's just a bit ooh, werewolves and ooh, someone's getting betrayed and oh no somebody you like died and all that kind of stuff you know pretty standard video game story stuff also there was a female character in it that i knew the moment i met her i was like i wish i was playing as her instead (laughs) she is much more interesting she's got much more personality i think this would be a more interesting game and i think i'm going to start measuring games by how long it takes me to meet the character (laughs) the female character that i wish i was playing as instead (laughs) (laughs) because that happens a great system um is she one of the knights yeah um oh gosh really I'm trying to remember. Well, so most of them are men. I think mm. she's the only woman. And she is the daughter or the adopted daughter of like the, the, the leader, I think. Her and her brother both become knights. And I think they kind of, they kind of were expected to, or like mm. there's a moment where someone has a conversation about it you know oh how come you know did they have to join this life why did he adopt them why bring them into this life because apparently Hmm. it's it's a hard life they they have like immortality they have this elixir around their neck that they can drink when they get hurt and it brings them back to life and some of them have been alive for hundreds of years Hmm. Um, but apparently it's a really hard life you know like fighting werewolves all the time and stuff so they talk about why you know why did this guy adopt these two children and bring them into it and she's the there's a brother and a sister and she's the she's the sister i'm just trying to find what her name is because they all have like two names is it the Arthurian name yeah uh her Arthurian name let me see Gwyneth. no it's not Gwyneth. <laughs> the only other female character i can remember from that's, that well, that's story. what i was curious but yeah is uh morgana and guinevere mm. oh gosh no it's not morgana um you're gonna have to edit this out tom so i don't sound so (laughs) stupid it's been been a long week i've been playing a lot Mm. i'll do that all the time edit down the gap so we all seem quicker and wittier (laughs) oh great her name name is isabo isabo which strikes me as very stupid because obviously the actual name is isabel right and Bo is the male version of bell so it's like her name is like is a man (laughs) (laughs) 
But what's her actual name? I think her actual Izzult? name begins with I as well. Hmm? Is it Isolt? Oh, yeah, like Preston. No. That's what I was thinking. She is in the authority tales, though, only as a love interest. There aren't. Oh, Lady Igraine. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh like Igraine, yeah, but without the M. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was curious because I. It's it, there's interesting things uh, in Arthurian mythology, uh, mythology, and often more than people realise. Um, apparently, Igraine is the mother of King Arthur. Yeah, that's Ooh. about right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it all from. Um, there was this Channel 5, or maybe Channel 4 series, uh, Merlin, with Sam <laughs> Neill in it. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, Long and how the mm. But yeah, um, there's some interesting stuff that gets dropped uh, throughout time. Like, um, what's the one that I, I found really interesting? There's a knight called uh, Palmedes, Palma, uh, Palmedes, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, I've never seen it written down, who's um, a Saracen, which is kind of which was kind of the catch-all term for, pe- for you know, ground people from outside Britain yeah. at the time, uh, <laughs> and he doesn't, he, he never shows up anymore. But up until um, like around 19, the nineteen fifties, he was a big part of the Arthurian mythology. Yeah, um, you should really look up. There's this Tumblr. It's called medievalpoc.tumblr.com. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Um, it's it's extremely useful for combating the its historical. Accuracy, Nonsense. argument, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I mean, I say this a lot, but my, but my answer is always so. <laughs> like, mm. I don't care. There are dragons in it. <laughs> I know it's just ridiculous. Like all the things that games are apparently allowed to do, and that's not realistic at all. But as soon as you talk about maybe wanting a woman who does some fighting, it's like, <laughs> oh no, we couldn't possibly. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I love if that was what they always said. We couldn't possibly. <laughs> <laughs> All game designers, in case you didn't know, by the way, are extremely upper class British people. I'm not upper class. <laughs> I to say. Do you know somebody? I was playing. No, they, they all talk like that. Everyone, you know. Uh, John Romero. Oh no, I couldn't possibly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Don't Starve the other day with my friend, like online, Don't Starve Together, mm. and his his kind of roommate could could hear me over the chat and he said I sounded like Lara Croft. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I just thought it was funny because I actually know somebody whose cousin was the voice of Lara Croft, the actual actor, though I don't want to say because that feels like giving away personal information. So we'll leave that a mystery. I know somebody who's related to one of the actors who played Lara Croft. So yeah, it's very pretty, mm. the order. It's very pretty. It's mm. nice to look at. Um, I don't know. It's fun shooting people in the head. Sometimes, sometimes you get a bit bored of it. It's pretty much mm. just a video game. Like, <laughs> it's just exactly what you'd expect it to be. One of the things I wondered about oh. the order is when I saw it, and it's it's like big, you know, very short, very linear, big en- emphasis on like wow graphics. It it really felt like it was like a launch game that's been delayed for two years. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. They should put that poster though. It's just a video game. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the thing someone tweeted earlier, which is that um, uh, one of the PlayStation advert mails, or I think it's the advert that's on um, the PSN store at the moment, is just like a big picture of the order and you deserve this underneath. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's so mean. <laughs> it's not the game we want, but it's the game we... Yeah, you deserve. <laughs> I, I assume, yeah, if, uh, not quite the tone they were hoping for. <laughs> uh, Here's the thing, right? I wouldn't pay £50 for it. Mm. Absolutely not. I mean, it's definitely a renter, mm. if you could still do that. I don't know, can you? Uh, does Blockbuster still exist? I don't know, didn't it go into administration? <laughs> I can't remember. It's anyway, a bit about games if anyone wants to play around. it, I'll lend you my copy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Get um, in touch at a Not A Game podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy at least one game from uh, Jordan's wish list, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone just buy me a game on Steam and I'll lend you the order. You can play it for five hours or whatever and then give it back and we'll repeat the process. Um, I've been going very much the opposite. You've been playing all the high-budget AAA stuff this week, Jordan. I've been mm. playing tons of little indie things. Oh, you did say you were going to play something other than Besiege. I, I think was, actually yeah. your, what you did say was, oh, crap, I'd better play something <laughs> other than Besiege. Yeah, because we talked about that a lot on the last podcast. It is still a lot of fun, though. Um, I've gotten past the stage of just making giant penis robots, as everyone else seems to have. Oh, uh, in all the you're growing. Yeah, and so now I'm making... It's got a really good sense of making you feel smart whenever you actually put together some, like, vaguely um, working or authentic piece of machinery. Like, I built a proper trebuchet the other day. And I was wow. like, I could have been a medieval siege engineer. That's what I would have done <laughs> if I'd been born back... I, I mean, admittedly, they don't. They didn't have Google, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, but other than that, I've been playing A Good Snowman is Hard to Build and uh, Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon or Darkest Dungeons? Oh, gosh, who cares? Dungeon. It's just the one dungeon. Sorry. (laughs) Is it a really big dungeon? Um, I think so. I think that's the point. It's hard to tell, really. Uh, Is it too dark? Yeah. (laughs) 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 You go into everything from an overmap, so it could be lots of individual dungeons, or they could be part of one dungeon. It's kind of hard to tell from the artwork. Um, But yeah, Um, A Good Snowman is hard to build. I think we've talked about it a bunch before because um, we played it at various um, festivals and things when it was still in the works. It's still really good. Do you want snowman? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that he hasn't... Uh, well, I guess he can't really use that. <laughs> he must be no. waiting for the inevitable YouTubers to try and do that mashup. Yeah. Um, though I've got to say, he is a PRG... Have you seen his uh, Alan, the way Alan's selling this at the moment? Yes, he sent it's me an email about it. genius stroke of PR. He's, um, for the, I think it will still be going when... Um, when this podcast comes out, because he's doing it for about two weeks, um, it's, it's a it's called a yeah um, a good snowman. It's hard to build. It's a puzzle game about building snowmen, and it's going to be priced the temperature it is outside, uh, which the, is incredible <laughs> in Celsius, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was Fahrenheit, that is genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, I think you can buy it on Steam for like a standard price at any time. But if you buy it through uh, Alan's website through the sort of humble bundle widget, it or itchio as well, it just varies in price depending on. I think it's um, taken from London, yeah. Mm. Um, so I think it's how much? I think it's like ten pounds now because it's ten degrees out there. Mm. Uh, a few days ago, it was seven dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it is in dollars. You're right. <laughs> um, so it's even cheaper than you think. Now, if like it was in pounds and Fahrenheit, then it'd be uh, <laughs> then it'd be taking <laughs> it'd be a bit. <laughs> but obviously, Doesn't that in... seems silly to do Celsius <laughs> and dollars. 
<laughs> because you don't have those two things in the same country. I guess it's the only one that comes out at a sensible price for an indie game. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, and it's all a bit overpriced. Mm. Um, although it will be funny if we have a sudden heat wave and the price jets up to like 20, 20 or 30 quid. Oh, I wouldn't mind though, because at least then we'd be having a heat wave. Yeah. I could wear um, nice clothes. But obviously, this has worked astonishingly well for getting for immediately getting Kotaku articles about it and such. Like. <laughs> um, good work, good work, Alan. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I say we've played this a bunch of times before, and it's just kind of a slightly more refined version of of what we played beforehand. You get. Uh, some, you get some little snowballs and you have to ha- build like a large snowball, a medium snowball and a small snowball and place them on top of each other. And every time you roll a snowball on snow, it gets one stage bigger. So the tricky bit is making sure that your medium snowball doesn't become too big or something like that. Yeah. And so you have that, to walk yeah. around in the right way and get behind things as well and not push the snowball into a corner because then you uh-huh. can't get around it to push it away again. Mm. And there's a, it, it looks adorable. There's an adorable little monster who does it. And then when you, when you, when you finish the snowman, it gets like a little face and a hat and a name. And yeah. then you can walk into it to hug it. Oh. <laughs> Are any of them called Olaf? I haven't, I, I don't know, possibly. Um, um, I haven't, I haven't got, I haven't completed it all yet. There's quite a lot out there. For those who don't know, it. Olaf is the snowman in Frozen. <laughs> yeah. And he says, hello, I'm Olaf and I like warm hugs. So that's <laughs> I why I thought of it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think there's, there's 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 a bunch of little jokes and references in the snowmen that are in there. I think I remember was it you or Pip who found uh, like a clockwork orange snowman in there? I think that was Pip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, it's kind of weird for a, such a lovely family friendly name. Sorry? Helen, you're being quite quiet. Sorry. Uh, um, am I louder now? Or do you mean I'm not talking enough? No, 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 you're talk. I just, I can't hear you. You're literally quiet. Sorry, what are you saying? Me? Yeah. Yep. I was asking how you make a clockwork orange snowman. Uh, just like the outfit that he wears with the bowler hat and the one, the makeup on the one eye and stuff like that. So creepy. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a weird (laughs) thing to put in such a family friendly game. Um, Still, it's a good, it's a good film, at least. And book. So I assume there are probably other little in jokes and references knocking around there, um, but they're all. Pr- but yeah, it's it's just a really adorable game. I think he started it like two years ago, hoping to get it out for Christmas. <laughs> but it's kind of ballooned in scope. <laughs> well, all the best things do. I love games like that though, that just mm. have one mechanic, but they do it so well and they package it up so nicely. Mm. You know, you don't need to add in all this superfluous stuff. Like additional items and powers and all that kind of stuff. Just one no. thing. It's interesting actually, because having seen, um, having uh, spoken to and hung out with Alan a lot. Sorry, Gamergate. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, actually, he I lives prob- in the same town as me. Sorry, Gamergate. <laughs> I should, no, I should probably say actually that I during the last um, Game City, um, me, Alan, and a bunch of us shared a flat. So. <laughs> We were, uh, well, um, you, te- you did actually sleep with the enemy, Tom. <laughs> Not actually, actually. Like, <laughs> he was he was on the floor and I was on a couch. But um, <laughs> pause, yeah. So, yeah, uh, so you, it's interesting seeing it develop o- over time because it's clearly very. Um, uh, despite so I'd be saying it's ballooned in scope, he's very very careful about cutting things. Mm. It's still much the same game it once was, except a lot more refined. Like he he's. Um, 
he said to me before that uh, he doesn't like overdoing it with puzzle games. Like you could theoretically come up with hundreds of levels, but too many of them would be the same. So he, he how, so he said that. So um, you know, there might only be like thirty or so levels you can actually get at this mechanic before you just start repeating yourself. Um, which is pretty interesting, actually. It's very, um, yeah. So it's a very concise way of approaching puzzle games. Yeah, and people might think like they might play a game that only had 30 puzzles and be like, oh, I wish there were more. But if there were more, they might be like, oh, I wish there were, I wish there were fewer. That's generally my attitude to anything to do with puzzles. I mm. don't, I don't go, I, I have to do a puzzle like 10 times. <laughs> no, I'm not very good at them either. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not generally that into them, but I remember seeing it the first time at, uh, Rezd and it was great. There was this beautiful, uh, combination of it being a, lovely adorable game but like it being the booth where the most swearing came out of it <laughs> constantly like park their snowball in in a corner or got stuck or something like that um so that was pretty good uh, i'd also like to say uh, alan Housen's the guy who designed it but i should also probably um mention benjamin davis does the art for it which is really beautiful yeah the art is a pretty important part of it yeah, I think uh, they think Alan told me that the uh, the, mon- the little monster, uh, the little adorable monster thing, is uh, was just originally just a placeholder um, that he got <laughs> sent, and then he just went just just don't ever change that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Like, why would a monster be making snowmen? Yeah. You think he's lonely? <laughs> oh, Helen. <laughs> I just, uh, this is what I'm taught. Like, this is this is like the base. I realise that all the talks I ever give are about characters and character mm. creation and relationships with them. So whenever it comes to games or movies or anything, that's all I ever think about. So I always think about the story that mm. someone may have. You Even give video games more credit than they deserve, Helen. I give everyone more credit than they deserve. <laughs> um, I'm a very gullible person. Oh, no, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Will you be at the next Video Brains? Well, I'll be cynical. Oh, sorry. Um, t- Tom just uh, sent me a demonstration GIF of how it works. It is. I, you know, I vaguely remember. I can't remember if this was just if I completely made this up. If this was actually said when I first said about this game that the monster is um, like the imaginary friend of a kid in a house and he's making a little snowman for a snowman for them. Oh God! This is such an adorable <laughs> game. <laughs> um. So that might be it. I don't know. Possibly I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> but that's my canon backstory. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that, I, yeah. So that's been uh, interesting. Um, well, actually, one of the big changes that has been made since the last time we did it is that there's a, a like stage by stage reset. So you don't. So it's a lot harder to get stuck now. So you mm. can reset the whole like um, level, or you can just re- sort of rewind yourself stage by stage, which makes it a little easier to uh, not get sweary <laughs> oh that's a neat touch mm-hmm. uh, the other game I've been playing is Darkest Dungeon Darkest oh, yes. Dungeons <laughs> Dungeon just the one okay sorry <laughs> uh, yeah, what kind is, of a dungeon is it Tom it's quite dark thematically uh, <laughs> and uh, physically okay um, did I ever tell you the story about how I think I probably did about how my uh, people who came to sort out the rats in my flat said that the, the this old couple they'd gone to see had a sex dungeon. Yes, you did. Oh. Uh, I named a podcast after it. In fact. Oh, right. Brilliant. <laughs> um, 
What, so that's immediately what I think of when you say dungeon. <laughs> so I'm now imagining that this game uh, is a very, very dark sex dungeon. No, uh, thankfully. Hello, uh, well. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, basically, it's, uh, this was quite interesting actually, because I was, it's kind of reaching the point where I was getting bored with sort of roguelike dungeon crawler stuff, but it actually manages to uh, kind of revitalize my interest in it. Which is funny um, for a game with such a generic name. Yeah, it's a really generic name. But um, the thing that's interesting about it is that it's uh, kind of a team-building game in that um, when you go into a dungeon, you don't just get one adventurer, you get a party of four, and you recruit them in a very in a little bit like XCOM or something like that. Basically, there's a stagecoach that arrives with apprentice adventurers, and then you um, hire them up, um, and they might have various different classes. And also, they, there's a whole bunch of like traits that they might earn and various neuroses and such like, um, which are interesting. I think, uh, I believe, um, Austin Walker wrote something about this because it's, there's kind of a problematic history of like sanity effects in games. Uh, and it's got a similar kind of idea to Road Legacy in that, um, you get these weird conditions that are framed after actual conditions but often used for slightly comedic sessions. I think it does it a bit better than uh, um, Rick Legacy. But yeah, you might have people who uh, have developed a fear of darkness because they got very badly hurt when they were fighting in the dark one time. Oh, wow. Or a fear of light. And you can have both of those, which is tricky. Oh. <laughs> you usually fire the person when that happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so or, these can develop during the game? Yes. Um, they, tend to spawn, they tend to develop as their uh, in uh, yeah, as they're in a dungeon, whenever they level up, they'll usually get. I'm not entirely sure what the random chance is, but they might get some positive ones or some negative ones. Mm. Um, oh, that's negative... interesting. The idea of leveling up potentially being a bad thing. Yeah, in uh, in a lot of ways. Um, although um, not all the ones that the bad ones, despite you know being in the bad column and in red, are that bad. Um, the other thing is that you actually you you live in a small town in between trips into the dungeon. And there's various things around there. So you've got like a, tra- a guild hall, you train your adventurers and a blacksmith where you um, uh, upgrade their equipment. But also you've got a church and a pub. And if your if if your um, adventurers are just too stressed, you have to send them off to a pub, the pub for a week. Uh, <laughs> for a week. Re- well, but yeah, it's basically in week long t- terms. So when you send someone off to recuperate by getting blind drunk. Um, then you can um, then you can't use them for this week's adventure, and you have to recruit some other people. So potentially they're not getting drunk for a week, Helen. They're getting drunk for one day and then recovering for the rest <laughs> Sleeping of the week. After, although actually there was one guy who I sent off to get drunk, and then he went missing for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he hooked up. He was um, sleeping at more some more like house. a sounding more and more like a D and D campaign. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff that you can, uh, I've mostly done the drinking, because uh, you can also send them gambling, um, and there is a brothel in the tavern. Which I, don't right. know, I, I don't know how necessary that is. I, <laughs> to be honest, I just kind of, I, I'm kind of bored with fantasies, just random insertion of, uh, bad choice of word. Uh, uh, randomly. <laughs> that is something I forgot to say about the order. There is, of course, a brothel in mm. the order, but. But there is a bit where you walk in on some people having sex, but you only see one boob, if I remember rightly, and then she gets off and you see and you see Wang, which is very <laughs> rare in games. Wow. They normally kind of cleverly cut away. And I think I counted. I mean, I wasn't paying attention much, but I think there were more Wangs in the game than there were boobs. 
like oh, visible. Uh, I think there mm. were more uncovered wangs than there were boobs because there are a lot of obviously the werewolves when they yeah. when they become human again, they don't have any clothes on, <laughs> and sometimes you see just a little uh, just a oh, little willy. Yeah. I think that's the most times I've heard someone say wang since I was 15. <laughs> wang. <laughs> Just you wait until... Um, so Jason, our friend Jason, who was at Video Brains taking pictures, he did this video series recently about um, where he was asking designers and a couple of journalists what makes a good game. And I did a silly take where I just said more wangs lots of times. <laughs> more times than I've said wang in the past minute. So keep an eye out for that. It'll go up on his YouTube I will. Mm. Um, anyway, brothels. No, I was going to say that was interesting because um, you mentioned we talked about that previously, and you'd, we'd wondered whether it was actually possible to do that. But apparently, it is. <laughs> um, for whatever age rating the order has, which probably isn't that much higher than I don't know Dragon Age or something like that. I think it's just an eighteen. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not erect. <laughs> Which is surprising because the guy has just been having sex. But I guess if someone walks in on you with a gun, you're probably going to go. You're probably going to flop pretty quickly. Yeah. I can't even remember what at all what I was saying. Uh, yeah. Um, so a lot of it is, um, uh, and it's not just like going to a tavern because the church does as a serves a similar function. And you can send people to uh, spend the week praying or meditating. Um, some people have preferences for different kinds of activities. Um, like uh, there, um, which means that some of the traits they can pick up are nymphomania. <laughs> <laughs> Will only recuperate by going to the brothel, yeah, uh, and other such things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And um, when you reach, when someone completely stresses out, uh, they get this moment where they kind of have a brief inner battle, and they either um, get like a heroic trait uh, called. I can't remember what it's called, vigor or virtue or something, or they'll shout encouraging things to people at the dungeon. It'll be really, really helpful. Or they'll like completely crack and develop some hyper bad trait, which might just be like babbling nonsense. It might be being terrified of everything. Uh, it might be like one of the ones I had that was the worst was if they started criticizing every, all the other members of the party every time. <laughs> Even when they did well, it was just like, that was a terrible shot. Try aiming next knows. time. <laughs> and every time they did that, like the, the little like you get um, the little stress meter for the person they criticised went up. I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> You're driving oh. these people crazy." <laughs> That's interesting. They've obviously got all these little mechanics that you don't tend mm. to see in games, like a, like a stress meter. Like yeah. how often do games have a thing like that? Well, I mean, there's um, like I said, I think Austin Walker wrote something about it because there's a sanity meter which a lot of games have done. Mm, yeah, I suppose it has. Uh, and I think it's a similar thing, and they've been wise to rename it to a stress meter because, yeah, there's problems with the whole sanity meter idea, which is a, it's one of those things where it's like you, you can see a lot of ways in which it's not a good idea, but it also leads to really interesting stuff. Like, famously, Eternal Darkness would have when you reach like uh, a certain level on the sanity meter, it would play tricks on you, like it would pretend that it would show you a screen that will make it look like um, your a console crashed uh, and things like that. Or it would suddenly develop clipping errors and then flash back and then rewind. Uh, um, Another really cool stuff. Um, Republic, I just want to mention quickly while you're talking about this, does this really funny thing where because so because you're like someone who's contacting the girl in the game through CCTV cameras and stuff, she also has a mobile phone that she like calls you on and 
every single episode starts with a phone call that makes that noise. You know, when your phone rings and it's too close to something and you get that disturbance noise. Mm. And it does it at the beginning of every episode. And every single time I fall for it and think that my own <laughs> phone is going off and making my computer make the noise. <laughs> Maybe next anyway. time I should force you to put in your phone number and just call you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Creepy. Mm. Um, yeah, sorry, I just wanted to mention that. But yeah, uh, so far Darkest Dungeon has been really interesting. Um, the whole, like, randomised team-building thing and the way that they develop their weird quirks and stuff. It's a lot. It, it reminds me of a lot of the things I said that were cool about Dead Nought um, in a previous podcast, but I think Darkest Dungeon listen better. But sadly, they don't really develop into personal relationships, so they don't particularly hate one specific adventure or anything like that. That's a bit of a shame. <laughs> Um, that would be a nice way for it to go in future because it's still an early access even though it has a ton of systems and a ton of stuff in there um, and uh, yeah, also it has some really really amazing art and um, awesome looking classes uh, and although I criticised it for I criticised the fact that uh, the one main Healy class is um, uh, is a woman there are also incredibly awesome looking barbarian women and stuff like that oh cool I do love barbarian women <laughs> well, I, I don't know. They're just always like so tall and stocky, and I don't know. I, I like mm. women who look like they can kick my ass. I say. Did we get any okay. questions? I forgot to ask for any. Uh, I have a couple. Yes. Okay. Um, have you got time to answer some questions, Helen? Yeah, I've got time for some questions. Cool. Okay. This is uh, one that we got um, last week, but after we'd already finished recording, was um, uh, from Chris Stewart, who said, "What do you think of the new free-to-play Pokemon game?" I don't know anything about that. Do you know anything <laughs> about that? I haven't played it. <laughs> Which one is it? Aren't there like Let a... Mi- okay. I'm going to mm. Google that. Yeah, me too. Is it the one that's called Pokemon Shuffle or something? That's all I know. I don't really follow the Nintendo stuff that closely. So it's one after XY. Uh, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a full... Oh, I say full. I don't think it's one of the main Pokemon games. Mm. Here we go. Is Pokemon Shuffle. A dull puzzler undermined by the grasping philosophy <laughs> behind its business model as much as the actual amount of money it could cost you, says Eurogamer. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So it's. I think it's like a match three game. Oof. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I see. So, uh... Well, what's uh, the... That's a weird way to suddenly get interested in that stuff, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wait, so a match three game is like the ones... Like Candy Crush? Like, yeah, Candy Crush and Bejeweled? I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. I've never played them. Puzzles and Dragons, mm. Puzzle and Dragons. Yeah, except each one is a Pokemon, so you're matching Pokemon. I think uh, this is this is just a cash in mm. attempt, really. Yeah. Like when he said new Pokemon game, I was like, another one already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, see, that's um, the thing. Like, there are enough main Pokemon games that I'm not mm. like, oh no, they've they've sold out, and this is going to ruin the Pokemon <laughs> series because there are so many that I haven't finished playing already. Mm. Of the actual, you know, Pokemon X and Y and Black and White and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the other question I have is from Yusef Cole, who says, uh, "Do you think the Wachowskis should make video games?" Do I think who? The Wachowskis. Oh. Uh, that's the people who made The Matrix and recently Jupiter Ascending. I haven't seen Jupiter Ascending, but I have been forced to sit through all of the Matrix films <laughs> <laughs> by an ex-boyfriend. Um, yeah. I think I fell asleep. I liked the first one. All right. Uh, I don't really remember much of it. My friend is crazy about the Matrix film. She really likes them. Yeah. Do I think they should make video games? 
they were kind of heavily involved in the Matrix video games at the time, and they weren't. Most of them were not very good. Well, that's the thing, right? How many filmmakers do you really think mm. should should make video games? I mean, this is again, this is the discussion of whether games are cinematic and whether there are actually <laughs> that many parallels between the two mediums, which I think we're going to be talking about next week. Yeah. So it might be a good idea to save that question, unless Helen has anything particularly interesting <laughs> to say about it. I don't think I have anything interesting to no. say apart from not really, because I think filmmaking and game making are completely different <laughs> disciplines. And just because someone's good at one, yeah, doesn't mean they're going to be good at the yeah. other at all. A lot it's, of people have told me to watch Jupiter Ascending. Really? <laughs> I've heard mixed reviews. It, yeah, it looks so. It just looks like doesn't it have like young guy and young girl on the poster? It just um, looks like teen, young adult fiction I, stuff. Well, Jenny's been a big advocate for it, uh, basically saying it's, I don't know. The... I, hmm, I heard someone say that it was like, it was the film that we all wanted when we were 15-year-old girls. Mm. Oh, okay. Basically, I mean, I yeah. still am a 15-year-old girl inside, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, well, uh, I think Jenny's point was basically that it's the kind of like, um, it's it's the kind of like pandering to a market thing, but for, um, but for teenage girls instead of teenage boys for once. Yeah. Um, I might anyway. go. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, maybe we'll talk a bit more about that next time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and there aren't a lot of people who. There's a lot of big fanfare when people from film get involved in game, but most of them haven't been very good, uh, yeah. with the exception of uh, Joseph Fares, who uh, helped make uh, Brothers. Yeah. Um, Tell two sons. So that went well. Oh, I've just had another question come from Stuart Neal who says. Uh, if I'm not too late, what game would be improved by an anachronistic use of a David Bowie song? <laughs> All games. All games would be improved by David Bowie. Do not fight me on this. Every I'm the one. biggest David Bowie fan. <laughs> um, have you played Omicron Nomad, The Nomad Soul? No. That actually has a soundtrack by David Bowie. Wasn't he? Wasn't David Bowie in? Was Was he in one of what's his faces? The French but guys. David games? Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Was he that's, in a David Cage that's game? That's the one. It was one. Of, this was an early David Cage game where Bowie oh, did the okay. soundtrack and appeared in. What's which it hasn't called? done since. Possibly Omicron. Omicron: The Nomad Soul. It's a oh weird name gosh. and a weird game. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, you're probably better off watching videos of that one than trying to play it. <laughs> Most things, I think it was on the Dreamcast. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. And trying to do like an open world, um, story driven, um, fighter, shooter, everything in <laughs> on the Dreamcast with David Bowie in it. It's kind of a glorious disaster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, David. But not that one. Yeah. That's the only one that wouldn't be improved. I guess. Any, anyone, I guess the answer then is every game except Omicron, which already has David Bowie in it. <laughs> Just don't let David Cage get his hands on anyone. I am, I am worried that, yeah, um, I think we, again, I think we've talked about this before once is that, uh, like, after that experience, I know David Bowie hasn't been involved in games again. I was like, I hope you didn't yeah. ruin it for us, David Cage. And look at, look at what happened <laughs> to Ellen Page, right? They got yeah. the people hacked into the game and found uh. nude models of her and mm. all that kind of stuff. And she probably won't be doing games again after that. Mm. He's I just, maybe, yeah. I think a lot of people might be staying away from anything with the word game in it. <laughs> if they don't or if they're not already in it. Oh yeah, there is that. Yeah. But yeah. it'll blow over. Thanks, Gamergate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I uh, ideally not another David Cage game. 
I could see uh, I could see some Barry fitting in a Mass Effect actually. Oh yes. Shepard could not dance to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's about all we've got time for. Um, so, uh, if you want to send the podcast some questions for next time, you can send them to at Not Again Podcast on Twitter, or you can see it visit our website at notagamepodcast.co.uk, which will have the show notes and links to stuff we've talked about. But if you didn't get already get that from here, and you're listening through iTunes or some other future crazy thing. Future crazy thing. If this is the year three thousand, and you are listening to our podcast, and this is the only piece dead. of technology left, <laughs> yeah. then I probably haven't kept up the payments on my hosting, no. and the website no longer exists. <laughs> oh. I'm I'm quite impressed that you're still listening to it. To be honest, yeah, what's what are things like in the future? Send us an email. <laughs> Back through time. <laughs> It's probably a thing you guys have got. Yeah, why not? Uh, or if uh, you can um, talk to me personally at Word Mercenary on uh, Twitter. Oh, yeah, and I'm at JawsU, which is J-A-W-S-E-W. Hmm. Helen? Is there oh, anything sorry. of yours you'd like to promote or anything like that? Um, well, I'm, I'm actually very, very bad at Twitter, <laughs> but um, my blog is blackfemgeekery.wordpress.com. So that's a uh, black femme, just F-E-M, not femme like femme and butch, um, <laughs> which is the mistake that someone else made. But um, no, just com, And I talk, I talk, actually talk mostly about tabletop games mm. at the minute because I'm really into those, but also about feminism and um, sort of socialism and, and video brains and things like that. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if the video will be up by the time we uh, publish this podcast, but whenever, uh, but whenever it does go up, I'll make sure to edit in a video of uh, Helen's talk from the last, uh, uh from the last, uh, video, video brains. brains. I kept, I kept <laughs> wanting to say nine worlds. That's the wrong thing. <laughs> Helen's just done too much. Mm. Stop being so prolific. <laughs> anyway, say goodbye, everyone. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>